We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. to welcome the Warriors back then, the pool party. Sitting in for Andy, who's in parts unknown right now, and we'll be back for game two. I got Aaron Larsoul. Aaron, what's up, brother? What's going on? Appreciate you having me. What, do we know what Andy's? We think maybe Coachella or some other festival. We think we have no idea. Oh, he's, he's absolutely at Coachella, and he will call in later. Okay, all right. Um, he wanted do we, do to do the do show, we know? and I'm like... I'm like, there's just no way we're going to do this glitchy Wi-Fi. Like, let's get five minutes of Andy later in the day in the show instead of dependent on we've all we've all had the the Wi-Fi experience. So. Do we know what uh, he's definitely wearing like a cutoff or a jersey of some sort? Do we know? Is he wearing like an old work? Does he have like an Andres Beadrins jersey on? Do we know? Oh, that's a great question. Let's see. When we take it to the callers later, call in, let us know which Warriors Coachella jersey Andy is wearing because this is the perfect hipster just crossover. Maybe uh, like, like Mikel Petrus, maybe? Knowing Andy, I think he got his hands on an AC Law jersey. Oh, because oh, yeah, okay. that's not bad. Like the AC Law era, Steph Curry did not start tonight. <laughs> there you go. You like that transition? There you go. Yes. You like yes, that transition? Very- you're a professional. Um, <laughs> so let, let's give let's let's start at the top here. So Warriors go with Steph off the bench, which has been a thing they've done in the past. Uh, when he's coming off injuries, he was on a minutes restriction. Very clear they wanted to keep him at 24 max tonight. Uh, so they had him play the final six minutes of every quarter. It's easier to have a guy come off the bench in that way. It also makes Steve Kerr's job easier to not have to make a starting lineup decision and. My big take from this game is they look like they can make a serious run at the West. Everything we thought they could do, they look like. They look like the veteran team who maybe at times during the season didn't have the motivation they should have, combination of injuries, combination of a variety of factors. But when the lights came on, 
They looked like a team who was serious. And that is with Steph on a minutes restriction. They they looked like they looked like a team who wants to contend to me. Yeah, it looked like a team that even without Steph was was ready to go. Um, it looked like the the best version of the team. Quarter one was a little bit of a feel out, but after that, yeah, look a little bit like a heavyweight fight. But it, you know what? It looked like it looked like Denver was never ready to be involved in a playoff series, and the Warriors were like, no matter who is playing, who's available, who isn't available, the Warriors were kind of ready from from the jump, and their the defense was ready. And I, th- I think the main like takeaway from from all of it is uh, Loon and Draymond, whoever was guarding Jokic, they didn't need to send help for Jokic ever. And if you don't have to send help to Jokic, if Loon and Dre can reasonably contain Jokic, and they did tonight, nobody else on the Nuggets is going to beat the Warriors. No, it's a, it's a sweep if Jokic can't abuse single coverage. They're not good enough. But for, I, but I think hold on one thing. Roster. I think even if he can sort of abuse single coverage, if he doesn't have to do it enough, so you have to send help. Right, that opens up Austin Austin Rivers and Bones Highland and Aaron Gordon, who's not Gordon, really good who tonight. did nothing tonight, and Green, who did nothing tonight. Like if you don't have to let those guys cook. You can let Jokic get. You can let Jokic eat, but if if he's not dominating so much that you have to send a double, Denver has no chance against the Warriors. No, I mean Denver. Look, they're shorthanded. No Jamal Murray. No Michael Porter. It's amazing they even made it this far, given what they've been missing. But like everything is based off of the fact that like Jokic is going to force a double and then he can dissect you and kind of make it interesting. Um. I think, it, it, again, first quarter was a little bit of a feel-out, but after that, both Draymond and Looney, and they took they, they traded off guarding him. Phenomenal job just kind of – did he go to the free throw line once tonight? I think that's what it was. I'm, I'm pulling it up right now. Right, yeah, right. He didn't get them into foul trouble, um, and, and from there it's just like, you know, he's going to make his baskets because he's a phenomenal player. He's an MVP, but like – he, you know, he's at his best when he's putting you, you know, he's getting Draymond or Looney into foul trouble, four fouls at the beginning of the third, and all of a sudden you have to send help, and all of a sudden it's like pick your poison with him. He didn't get any of that going, and then it was just a matter of time for the Warriors offense to figure out how they wanted to attack the Nuggets, and let's take it there real quick. You know, the optimist, the, the the optimistic person would say Steve was hiding his hand because he didn't think he needed to play too much against Denver and why give people that much film on it. They did not go to the small ball lineup, which is their five best players, Steph, Poole, Clay, Wiggins, Draymond, until about th- four, maybe three minutes left in the second quarter. But the minute they went to it, it was game over. I want to say they ended the second quarter on an 18 to four run in those three and a half minutes. And from there, they never looked on uh, Denver is not a particularly good defensive team, but like even good defensive teams are going to have hell guarding that lineup, particularly with how Jordan Poole is playing. Even Steph in his minutes limit 
limited role was getting double teams. And if you're sending two at Steph and you're giving Jordan Poole the four on three with Clay Thompson on one side, Wiggins on another side, Draymond hanging out, like you can't guard that. There's not a defense in the NBA who's really set up to guard that four on three. So this is like, you're going to have to excuse my language, but this is kind of like, this felt like a Steve Kerr wet dream game because all of those decisions that we may have an issue with or may not think is the right decision yeah. kind of worked today because Denver just isn't equipped to deal with the Warriors. And uh, Steph, like, it wasn't an issue. Like, Jordan Poole played well enough. It, not well enough. He was great. He was great. In, oh, he looked like a he looked like as a, a starter, right? And and Steph like looked rusty enough where it wasn't like, why didn't you just start Steph? And Clay did enough, and Wiggins did enough, and both both Dre and and Loon were like kind of good enough against Jokic, where it seemed like Steve pushed all the right buttons. So, and 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 there it wasn't like you can't get anything in the half court. Why isn't why isn't Jonathan Kaminga playing? Because he's the guy that can get you some garbage in the half court. So I think it was an it was kind of like an underrated Steve Kerr game. I think this kind of went exactly how Steve would want it to go. And frankly, like the, the Nuggets never really threatened the Warriors. And frankly, I don't think they're going to threaten the Warriors during the, during the series because like this was not a really great Warriors game. Uh, there was kind of a strength in numbers thing. Steph never really it, got going. Jordan was really good, but like Clay didn't cook right. So I think there's a lot really, offensively yeah, really, for the Warriors to tap into that they didn't get. This this was you are correct. This was a Steve Kerr game. He made some tough, unpopular choices off the top. You know, and they were all right the all today. Today yeah, at least, it, it, yeah. it's always good. It was all, it's always going to be unpopular to do that. He didn't go to the kind of your three bet. I, I, I hate calling it a three guard lineup because Clay's a wing, but it, we'll call it the three guard lineup. He didn't go to that till the end of the second quarter, but every button he pushed worked and they got what I would call was kind of, I don't know. Did they really push it out of second gear tonight? Like Jordan Poole is phenomenal, but like, Nobody right. played exactly right. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it right exactly now. Right. Actually, I'm shocked. 30 minutes was the high for any player tonight. Nobody overextended themselves in any way. They picked their spots. It was very like, okay, yeah, Denver's going to hang with us for the first 15 to 20 minutes because because we can. Quite frankly, because we can. And then we're going to, you know, you know, kind of put our foot on their throat and kind of extend for five minutes put this game away and then we're just going to chill the rest of the way. Yeah. And, and that's honestly, that's what a contender does in round one. And it's weird to see a Warriors team who has Steph on a minutes restriction coming off of the bench and a team that they were all talking about this before the playoffs start. We're going to have to work some things out in the first round. It's going to be a uh, learning experience area. Like we're going to have to figure it all out. Um, they didn't look like that. They look like a team no, it, who won six. They look like a team who won sixty-five games. Right. Like, it didn't. It didn't we'll look show, as we'll show up in the middle of the second round. When it we didn't look to. as. It didn't look as clunky as you thought it might, or as we all thought it might. And like, I think the best way to put it is, if Steph is still hurt, right? If Steph doesn't play in this game, if if we we heard before the game, Steph is out for games one and two. The Warriors still win this game. They didn't need Steph, and Steph was fine. Steph was there. 
and Steph provides space and you have to guard him and all of that. Steph wasn't any good. Steph wasn't Steph, and it didn't matter. The Warriors were just that much. And to be fair, shout to out, be shout out to Denver. Steph. Shout out Steph. Only player who's at 16 points in 22 minutes. You're like, eh, four assists. You're like, eh, nothing yeah, special. Right. Just, just because Steph you know, wasn't we're, Steph. We're holding... Steph wasn't Steph. But the yeah. Warriors, the Warriors, and look, I'm as hard as Steve, on Steve Kerr as anyone publicly. But shout out Steve Kerr because whatever his the plan is and all the buttons he pushed, as you just mentioned, all the buttons he pushed were the right buttons. And the Warriors were winning this game and would have won this game without Steph. So, like, let's let's be fair about it. Shout out Steve Kerr. I don't I don't know, and I don't know what Denver does. I don't know what Denver's like what what button Denver pushes because they don't have anybody left. So I don't know what button Denver pushes to adjust in this series. I, I think th- this very much looks like a Warriors cakewalk. Yeah, so I want to I want to highlight a couple things. Let's, first, we we haven't mentioned him yet, but I think the biggest thing for me this game was Andrew Wiggins. Nine rebounds, led the team in rebounds. My biggest question mark with this team has not been the small ball perimeter. It's can Wiggins play the four? And we will see as the playoffs go. But for one game today, he did exactly what they needed as a four-man. Denver doesn't have a big wing he needs to guard. They don't have a Paul George. They don't have a LeBron James. Like, Wiggins' value to this team is kind of he's a big body who can check those guys. Um, Denver is not a team who has that guy. And neither is Memphis, by the way. And neither really is Phoenix, right? Like, I mean, I guess Devin Booker, you know, that's someone. Correct. No, Devin Booker's not that big, right? Wiggins is bigger than Devin Booker, right. Yeah, but these are not teams where you're like, we need a wing stopper that to go against them. Um, and so for this type of basketball, Wiggins really needs to be that slashing big wing who helps with interior defense, contesting shots at the rim, switching, and getting a lot of rebounds. And that's traditionally not been the player he's been. But for one night tonight, he showed he can do it. And I think he is capable of doing it. It's a question of can he consistently do it? Because if he plays like this, that lineup of Steph Poole, Clay, Wiggins, and Draymond is viable. It is viable. Right. It's viable if Wiggins yeah. is going to play big. You know what I'm saying? Like if he's going to do the Harry B thing, if he's going to do the Harry right. Smith so, thing. And we just didn't know because he hasn't really done it all. He's he's never really done it consistently. And it's not He's never really been asked to either, but it's like it's the way he needs to do on this team. So I think the best five guys are Steph, Poole, Clay, Wiggins, Draymond. Those are the best five guys on the team. I, if you if you want to swap Wiggins out for Otto Porter Jr. occasionally, well, Andre, I'll, 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 listen, I'll listen to it or Iggy, I'll listen to it. But if those are the best five guys, then either Clay or Wiggins has to be able to slot up into like a facsimile of a playing the four and, and Wiggins, who is like notoriously a, he, he doesn't rebound as well as he should for someone who's six, seven, six, eight. He has, he's been a a four rebound per game guy for his whole career. Right. I looked at at the, uh, I looked at the, uh, the props and his, his total, his over under, for for rebounds tonight was before the game was four and a half right and if you are going to have a guy that 
we can slot into the role as a four, it's going to be have to be somebody, and that's and that's why Otto Porter has been in this discussion because he's been he has rebounded the ball really well this year, and he's also six he's, ten or six nine. He's he's kind of turned into like Looney with a three point shot. It's kind of wild, but anyway, that's a right. different. So, uh, but so if, if you are going to try to play your best five guys in the closing lineup, either Clay or Wiggins is going to have to be a reasonable facsimile of a four in the modern NBA. And tonight, Wiggins, as you mentioned, how good he was on the glass, Wiggs was 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 really good. And again, I just keep coming back to, I don't think Denver has anything for these Warriors. No, they, I, I don't either. And it's, it is what it is. Uh, Andy would say that this was the best matchup the Warriors could have got, given how... You know, the, the, Steph getting hurt a month before the playoffs sucks. Like, they they needed the soft landing spot, spot to get kind of momentum going into the playoffs. And uh, Andy would always say he thought Denver was the weakest matchup. Not because he dislikes Jokic, but just because, like, dude, if you look at the roster on Jokic, it's a lot of smoke and mirrors. Um, and he might be right. Because I'm, I'm, you watch this Denver team, and it's like, Monty Morris is a nice backup point guard. They're asking him to... Right be Jamal Murray and he's not that guy nope um Aaron Gordon wildly inconsistent player tools but inconsistent Jeff Green is you know as old as you and me so that's not good god um, my knees hurt like, well, <laughs> exactly it's just like it's just kind of a spare parts team and um it's you know it's it's uh it is what it is so I'm actually now optimistic that the Warriors may be able to get out of this in five games uh, which I think is what they really need. I think they need to make this a short series, um, get a six days of practice time, get everyone's legs together. They need to handle this like kind of how LeBron's Cleveland teams handled things where it's just like, yeah, regular season was a little whatever, but like let's work through these teams quick and then spend our time getting our bodies right and working on the next round because they were an older team. The Warriors are officially – and Jordan Poole's not old, but way too many key contributors on this team are quote-unquote older, it's beneficial to them to get through teams fast so that they don't get into a wear-down effect. Yes, and also, like, shout-out to uh, to the Timberwolves, who it looks like, at least at this point, are going to give Memphis a pretty good fight. So that series may be a, a long series. So, yes, it definitely behooves the Warriors to to get out of this as quickly as possible. While also being able to, because today was the first day ever, the first game ever that Steph and Clay and Draymond and Wiggins have played together. So working Steph back into all of that, um, I think you want to do some of that. But yeah, get out of here in as few games as possible. Absolutely should be the goal. But I don't know what, like, because of the roster, but without, without, uh, without Porter and without Jamal Murray, I don't know what buttons Denver has to push in this series. And if, no, I mean, if I, Steph I, is Steph offensively and Draymond cares defensively. Like, I, I don't know where Denver goes from here. So I think that we're going to see a handful of games that look a lot like this one. Yeah. We're, we're going to take it to callers. I have one last thing I want to talk about with you before we do that. Let's get back to Jordan Poole. We kind of buried the lead a little yeah. bit here. Nine for 13, 30 points. It looks so easy for him sometimes. You know what I'm saying? It's 
do you even put a ceiling on him? Like he's 22 years old and he's playing at this level. I think the thing that excites me most about Poole is like whatever that uh, that mental thing is. You know, he has it. He's he's a killer. Mm-hmm. He wants mm-hmm. he wants to be that guy. He wants to make life difficult on Steve Kerr. At some point, Steve Kerr is going to have to make a decision because Steph's maybe coming off the bench one more game, Max. You know, You're like it, this is just kind of like biding time. He he's good enough that Steve's going to like he's overqualified for a long term six man role. You know what I'm saying? It's one of those things where I'm just I, I watch him and I'm like I don't know what the limit on this guy is. Like I thought he was I thought he had the propensity to be a really good player. But the more he plays, the more I'm I'm sitting here going like, why put a ceiling on him in any in, in any capacity? Yeah, he, he he look, and I I was wrong because I I did not see this from Jordan Poole, and I think the thing to be most excited about with the Warriors or as a Warriors fan is every time there is a new hurdle to clear or there's a new box to check, he seems to check it, whether it's all right, can he be a starter? Yeah. Can he be a six man that comes off the bench and gets buckets? Can he be a Jordan Clarkson or a, a Lou Williams? Yes. Um, all right, well, Steph's not going to start tonight. What's he going to look like in the playoffs? Okay, he's going to give you 30. So every time there is a new hurdle to clear, there's a new box to check, Jordan Poole seems to check that box and – it feels like he says, all right, what else you got for me? What's next? So I think that everybody should be very excited about Jordan Poole. And no, I don't know what the next, like, there isn't a next hurdle, right? Like the, can you get, can you get me, can you do what you do in your best moments in the regular season? Can you do that in the playoffs? Well, yep. He's already shown he can. So like, I guess the next moment is, can he do it in round two or the Western conference finals or the finals? But at this point, there's no reason to think that he can't do this whenever because he he's a killer. He is just a killer. So I think, you, every, you, I think everybody you, should be really excited about Jordan how, Poole. How do you guard Steph Poole and Clay? You don't. You don't. You, you, got, you cannot. You no, have, no, you, you cannot. You cannot. You don't. You, you cannot. Yeah, you, you got to have like three Kawhi Leonard's who you can hang in an island to make them. No, you know what? You know what? I think the actual answer to that is: you better hope that you better hope that they play Draymond and Loon together. So you better hope that they're two non-shooters because if you have anybody else that is even a partial shooter that you fear, you cannot. You're not gonna. You can't guard those guys. You cannot. Yeah, they stretch you too far, and like it's just. I mean, look, we, they had this is the this is the thing that I think people miss sometimes where it's like they they win the title and then they lose in the 16 finals barely and then they get Kevin Durant who I mean Katie's like top 10 all time, right? It, we haven't actually seen them have a player next to Steph who can actually create off the bounce who isn't like, you know, first ballot, like once every 20 years. Good. Right. If you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because the previous title team was Steph and a lot of execution. And I just think like you saw Denver do it partially tonight. They sent two bodies, two bodies at Steph and Jordan Poole's like, Oh, 
you're going to give me an open court. <laughs> okay. It's over. You know, like that's kind of, that's kind of the thing that is exciting because he's, he's, you know, he's, he's not Katie who like, it, you know, we know what Katie can do. Um, it's just exciting to see how that can all look. Yeah. I, uh, I, I think, yeah. I, and I, I, again, like I don't know, and we haven't seen it yet enough. Um, Steph and Clay and Poole together. Um, and we haven't seen it at all with Draymond and Wiggins before tonight. So I, I don't know how you guard. I don't, I don't like, I don't now there's going to be some there. That's that group is going to give some things up defensively. Right. But I don't know that any team in the NBA is equipped to guard Steph and Clay and, and Poole. And then Draymond running the DHOs and all that. Like, nobody's ready for that because it's too much firepower. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, let's, let's get, get to the, the goons. Hey, Ryan, bat and lead off. Ryan, what's up, bro? Uh, first off, uh, uh, a certain Twitter coach is going at you right now, and it's absolutely hilarious on Twitter. Oh, over the <laughs> but uh, other than that, um, yeah, Draymond made Jokic a jump shooter tonight, which was absolutely brilliant. Uh, as Draymond says, you take away the main strengths of a player. And while Jokic is a good shooter – Taking away his passing and his post game is the most important part, and I feel like generally he did that. And then uh, Jordan Poole, um, not bad for a 4A player, I'd say. Just absolutely brilliant. Just... <laughs> is that a little shot at me? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, fair. it's fair. It's fair. Yeah. It's fair. Not I was bad. wrong about Jordan. I was wrong. <laughs> not bad, but uh, just, man, it, it it's just one of those where I feel like we have so much firepower. And... Uh, yeah, I'm just looking ahead to next round, honestly, and uh, our date with Anthony Edwards because he's going to cook Memphis. That's all. Yeah. Can we talk about that real quick, Aaron? Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, let's. What are your thoughts on that Memphis game, by the way? You know, I um, – so I think that it's important to mention, right? Like Memphis, for all of their uh, – we, we win games without jaw stuff. I think their like swagger, I think had a lot to do with how good they are and were, and that's not going to work against Minnesota because Minnesota also has that. And so I think I think Memphis is because they were really good at the regular season. I think 
they were seen as kind of a year or two ahead of where they actually are. So it would not shock me if Minnesota beats them because Minnesota is in their, like their development stage is kind of in a similar place to Memphis. Neither one of them has had that playoff angst that you kind of have to go through as a young team to, to get to where you want to get. And they are, they said during the broadcast, I think they're the two youngest teams in the NBA. So it wouldn't shock me if Minnesota beats them. I think Memphis is better than Minnesota, but it wouldn't shock me if Minnesota beats them because they are kind of in a similar place in their lifespan. Just we have this notion that Memphis is somewhere that doesn't really track in NBA history. So, I mean, look, I think Warriors fans are probably all rooting for, for Minnesota because I think there's a, like a not a lot, but I think there's a like a little touch of Memphis has some kind of emotional thing against the Warriors. So, yeah, I, I was not shocked that, that, that Minnesota beat them, and I think it's going to be a hard-fought series. I expect Memphis to win because Memphis is better, but I don't think it is like a, I don't think it's a wide difference between the two teams. Yeah. I mean, I think Memphis looked flat in their first playoff game and I'm, yeah. I'm not willing to overreact to yeah. that one, to be honest with you, but Minnesota, I mean, it's just emotional win midweek. I, it just, it screamed to me that they were going to be the team who won the first game. I'm curious to see how that plays out though. It definitely plays in the Warriors favor because I think it's going to probably be a prolonged series. I don't think – I think it's going to go Let's six hope. plus. Let's hope. And the longer Let's it goes, hope. the better that plays for the Warriors. So we'll see. Yeah, and and, and I, a lot of the stuff bleeds over from – right? It, we, we think of the playoffs as a different game, but a lot of it bleeds over. Like Jaron Jackson Jr., like could you foul more? Is that possible for you to foul any more than you foul? Like So a lot of that stuff kind of bleeds over. I still think Memphis is probably going to win the series, but I agree with you that Minnesota is going to fight them and battle them, and it will hopefully, for the Warriors' sake, be prolonged. And then it's going to be a question of rest versus rest for the Warriors if the Warriors take care of business as we think they will. Thank you, moving. No name. What's up, boys? Great win tonight. I have a sort of ceiling comp for Jordan Poole. And okay. I'm going to get some hatred for this. Oh, no. <laughs> Wait, I, no this, is, this sounds delicious. Is he not a bit of like the bendy slitheriness that like Kyrie sort of has? Ooh, I, like okay, scoring, oh. handle, See, I thought, see, I thought you were going to get hate for going for like a low-end comp, not going for oh, the high-end one. Um, high-end. I gotta think about that a little bit. No, name. I appreciate that, Aaron. I'm gonna ask you. Try okay. to think of a player who you could comp Jordan Poole to. I talked about this on the last pod with Adam Mares. Yeah, um, yeah. A, a positive, a popular name had been like Jamal Murray, and I kind of agree with him. He's like they're just stylistically too different. You know what I mean? Like maybe he can be that level of impact, but like different type of players. But let's get to the Kyrie one. I I, I feel like Kyrie's. Is a little too. He's more of a half court based player than Jordan Poole is so, in general. I don't hate the Kyrie comparison, 
it's just that Kyrie is 15 to 20 to 25% better at all at everything. So I don't think it's fair. It doesn't mean that Poole can't get there. And if we're saying that's like the the full upside, yes. But I but I think that the microwave scorer comps that we've seen for Jordan Poole, and even I did that. Uh, I think that is kind of underselling what it, you know the um, the the uh, Jordan Clarkson, the Lemon Pepper Lou Williams, like those guys. I think that is underselling what Jordan Poole can be. Uh, Jordan, he doesn't have the handle of Kyrie quite yet. But, but no but one the, does. Come on. The finishing, <laughs> but the finishing around the rim is kind of similar, right? The uh, the small guard that can kind of finish around the rim is is somewhat similar. Um, I see some, I see some, uh, some uh, Jamal Crawford in his game, but I think there is a ceiling, especially because of how young he still is. I think there is a ceiling that is above just kind of that off the bench six man microwave scorer for 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 pool that like I don't know that he's going to get to I don't know that he's going to get to Kyrie levels but I think there is somewhere in between the Jordan Clarkson and Kyrie world that that he can live in could could Jordan Poole be an all-star at some point yeah I could, I like yeah maybe I'm with you. There's there's also a little CJ McCollum to him. He's quicker than CJ. But like the way CJ uses change of direction speed and like uses body to create separation, there's some of that there. Um I, I think he gotta, he gotta tighten up that 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 like spin dribble. Yeah. That reverse spin dribble that's a carry every time that he cups to his body. He gotta tighten that up. But yes, I you're right. I I think it's he could get it. I think I think there is a, a there's, world there's, in which he's a better player than CJ McCollum. Yeah, he, he's got all-star offside. There's no way around that. Like, I'm I'm not going to – I agree with that. I'm, I'm, like, struggling because he's got, like, aspects of a bunch of different players' games. You know, like, he does have a little Kyrie to his game with, like, the slitheriness. Like, he does. Like, there's that's not a bad call-out to say it. He's also got aspects of Steph's game to him, a little CJ's game, a little of Jamal Crawford, like – I don't know. That's that's kind of how it goes. Like, and I think he's it's not a one. He's not a one for one comp to anyone. It's interesting. Like maybe the best comp is like bargain basement discount Steph, because you look, you see it like very specifically. The Warriors put him in all sorts of actions that they do put Steph in. Right, all the the dribble handoff stuff with Dre and the like elevator door stuff that Steph would run. So they put him. It looks like Steph. And I think they're trying to make him discount Steph. No one will ever be Steph, but I think they, I think the Warriors have specifically tried to replace Steph when he was out in some of those actions with Jordan Poole, and he's been kind of a reasonable facsimile. Yeah, yeah. All right, I got Ray back. I want to bring Ray up because I felt bad about that last. Um, you know, sometimes that happens to the best of us. Ray, what's going on, man? Hey, can you hear me now? Yeah, we can hear you. What's up, what's up, brother? Hey, um, first, um, first, um, thanks for having me on the on the show. But um, CJ is very good comp for Jordan Poole. It's very good comp for Jordan Poole. But um, I think Jordan Poole should be starting, and also Steve needs to have Jordan Poole handle the ball a little bit more. 
and that's that's what I think also. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the first one's interesting. Aaron, you want you want to tackle that one? Sure. Um, what do you like? My let me make my case for you. The yep. reason I want Pool to start is not because I'm like I believe starting matters. I, I just don't see how Pool can get up to 35, 40 minutes a game if he's coming off the bench. And the deeper they get in the playoffs, Pool's going to have to play like thirty-five, like twenty-four minutes of Pool off the bench is probably not going to cut it versus a Phoenix. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, that's like the biggest thing for me. Yeah, Jordan Poole is one of the Warriors' five best players, um, and he should be starting. He and Steph and uh, and Clay and, and Draymond, the four of them should be starting now. So I think I think Steve is making a mistake. I don't I don't know what's happening with Steph and his availability. He was going to start today, and then Slater said he's not going to start and he's coming off the bench. We'll put that aside. I think the Warriors should be starting and closing Steph, Poole, Clay, Draymond, and then Loon or Wiggins or Otto Porter Jr. or GP2. Like, we'll figure out the fifth spot, but I think those four should be starting and closing. So I'm a little confused by it, and I think that Steve is – getting off easy because he can use the Steph injury excuse and working Steph back in. But when these games start really mattering, I think those four have to start and close. And uh, I think Steve is making a mistake if he doesn't start and close with pool. Yeah. All right, let's keep moving. we got a lot of callers to get to Ricky, my man, Ricky Garcia. What's up, bro? All right, it's been a great day. Warriors win the uh, the San Francisco Fighting Spreadsheets win. Um, <laughs> Wait, what? Hold on, what is that? I don't know that. What is that? The Fighting Spreadsheets. Oh, the Giants. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. I thought you were. I thought you were going to tell me that maybe Jimmy G had gotten traded or something. I was. I was going to get excited for a second. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> not that. Not that spreadsheet. <laughs> anyway. Um, so I think you guys, I think you brought this up maybe like very early in the season, you know, how good of a home court advantage Chase would provide. Um, so after, after one playoff game, what do you think about the uh, potential for the advantage that, you know, Chase Center, you know, provides? Uh, okay. Yeah. I love it. By the way, Ricky, appreciate the call. That's a great question. Um, I think it's to be seen. Yeah. That's my, that's my, yeah. it, it, it didn't. It didn't strike me as different than an early round Oracle game in the latter part of the dynasty. Um, I think the uh, I think the hidden secret that no one talks about is like Oracle got corporate the last few years. Well, like it, it wasn't we believe in 2018, guys. You know what I mean? It wasn't that. So um, I, I just want to see what Oracle feels like when you get like a tense game six. And uh, tonight was not that. I thought it was. I thought it was a solid crowd, though. Yeah, I, I obviously from watching on TV. I've been to uh, several playoff games at Oracle, and it didn't seem like that. Although there was never that tense moment where the Warriors had to depend on the crowd, and there wasn't that third quarter Curry flurry or that moment when the Warriors are going to go on a sixteen to two run to like 
like energize the crowd. So I don't know if really we can judge it off of off of today, off of tonight. But no, it didn't. It didn't seem like a a vintage Oracle crowd. But who knows what it could be or will be because we haven't seen it yet. But no, it did not feel like it did not feel like a a vintage Oracle crowd. No, but it was a good crowd. All right, let's keep moving forward. Actually, what's up, man? What's up? What's up? Um, to your point about Case, it was just way too many venture capitalists not wearing their black t-shirts. It's just very <laughs> not a but you don't you don't like the you don't like the the button up with the with the jersey over it? Uh, not a fan, not a fan. But I'm here to get some pool propaganda off. Pool Let's propaganda. hear it. This is my take. Out of all the young guards in the league, the only one I want over pool is Trey Young. I'm taking him over John Morant. You saw what happened today. John Morant looked a little 2019 Giannis to me. That He was just crashing into defenders, hoping for a foul. And I'll trust Poole because he can actually make a jump shot. And I'm taking Poole over any young point guard other than Trey Young. What do you think about that? Is Luka Doncic Ooh. a point guard? <laughs> That's a fire take. I'm gonna Is take Luka, Luka Doncic a young point guard? We're, we're going to go guys under 6'6", six, six, so no. Ooh, that's over fun. Darius Gar- over, over Darius that's Garland? Fun. That's, a, that's fun. Over, I mean, I'm going to ask you this one. This is, this is an obvious one. Poole or Maxi or... Um, I'm taking Jordan... Or Taylor yeah, that, Those are the two. Or yeah, Taylor Hero. I'm taking Jordan those are, those are the three guys who are, all, who are up for extensions. I, uh, I'm taking time. Jordan Poole over both of them. Okay. Uh, Garland was about to be a very wealthy man then. Yes, he is. Yeah. Especially, especially if Iggy has anything to say about it. Yeah. Uh, I am taking Jordan over both of them. Um, Trey, no, Trey, you got to take Trey first. We're, if we're I not, really like, don't. I'm not a Trey guy, but the talent's the talent. Like, right. he's, he's, he right. is that dude. So, and, and we're taking him, I mean, like, jaw, like, if we're, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm gonna ride with I'm gonna ride with Jaw and um and uh, Garland just because I think the Garland first too. Yes, I agree with that. Yes, but you know it's okay. It's okay. I'm not. I, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. I'm not putting. A what, uh, what about I, what about Spider Mitchell? He's he's still pretty young. What about what about Mitchell? Mm, I'm I'm out. I'm out on uh. You got I'm pool. On, and, you got you got pool ahead of Mitchell. Pool might pass the ball to Rudy Gobert, you know? <laughs> More I, than 2.3 times a game. Dude, 2.3 times a month. <laughs> did you see the stat line today? One shot for Gobert. Yeah, he had 29. Yeah. One field Mitchell. goal attempt. Yeah, one field goal attempt. One shot. Meanwhile, one Mitchell had 29. He, he did, in Come fact, on, yes. Man. He needs to be uh, – Mitchell's super talented, but – he seems to be entering that phase of his career where he needs to be humbled a little bit. That's just that's that's just my read. Uh, I've seen the young guard who uh, who thinks it's his time a little too much, you know. People it's in the chat for- saying Luca is not a point guard. I don't I don't know what to tell them. He's a point guard. Yeah, but he's a point guard. But he's also he might play center if he was on the Warriors. So I guess <laughs> he, he would be the biggest dude on the Warriors roster. <laughs> Without just, other than like Wiseman, yes. Him or Looney, who's starting at center. All right. Um, let's move forward. Daniil. 
Hello, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah we can you. hear you. Yep, What's up, got man? You. Uh, thanks, guys. Uh, we are talking about Paul. I think what's really fun to watch about him recently is like I think he's got a really like singular style compared to everybody else. So it's always kind of fun to see him kind of problem solve, on, especially like the kind of angles that he finishes with. It's always kind of really fun to watch because I think he's kind of a singular in that aspect. You guys were talking about Oh man, we're gonna have to let you go. Danilo, are you current? Are you currently on a bridge somewhere? He's driving. I think he's right. I think that's actually my favorite part of pool, though. Like just the the herky jerkiness of the angles. Like he he's a he's a fun player, man. He's a fun. Yeah, but fun that's player. why I thought earlier when I was talking about the look, he's not Kyrie, but the comparison to Kyrie, I think it's not so much about Kyrie's handle, but the way that Kyrie is able to finish at the rim, Jordan Poole has got a lot of that in his game. And Steph, not so much recently, but the last, you know, three, four, five years ago, Steph was an incredible finisher at the rim. And Jordan Poole is right there with Steph and with Kyrie with his ability to finish at the rim in the restricted areas. So I, I think that is that's the more apt comparison to Kyrie more so than the handle. Jordan Poole is... He's a wizard at the rim. Paratosh, my guy. Yeah, let's I go. I know I can count on you. Me? Yeah, got we can you. Hear you. Got you. Yeah, so I love how much JP is getting praise. I think my favorite thing about him, though, apart from all the skill, is how he responds after facing adversities. Like, he might shoot, like, 1 of 10. He's gone through the G League as well. Then he can shoot 1 of 10 in a game. But then he'll always come back and never lose his confidence. That's the most... That's the most Steph-like thing that I've seen from anyone. So that's my favorite part about Poole. And I'm I'm curious to see how he responds when he hits that playoff wall, where he'll go like a, maybe a quarter, maybe a half without scoring. But then how he'll respond to that and come back firing. So that's that's what I'm curious to see. But I'm pretty sure he's going to respond just like Steph does. And one more thing I just had to say is, I don't know if you saw, but Malika Andrews asked uh, Jordan about starting next game. So I'm wondering, there's no way Jordan is not coming, not going to start. So does that mean Wiggins goes to the bench or does that mean Looney goes to the bench? Because I think Steph is also going to start. So what do you guys think? That's the question. It's a, um, okay, Aaron, two two questions. What do you you do and what do you think Steve? So I think that's that's what it is, right? It's what what is he going to do and what should he do? In my opinion, Steph, Jordan, Clay, and Draymond should start and finish. Now, do you want it with Wiggins or do you want Wiggins to be the, the fifth guy or do you want Looney to be the fifth guy? Or auto, or yeah. Or auto. In, in closing lineups, I think I think I think it's auto or or uh, or Iggy in the closing lineups. But in starting lineups, I think it's going to be either Wiggins or well, actually, in starting lineups, I think it's not going to be Jordan. But I, I think that's the I think that's the wrong move. I think that the Warriors should tend towards offense. I think they, you're going to find enough defense with Draymond, and you're going to be so difficult to guard with Steph and Clay and Poole. And we've seen that through the plus minus and in the little time that they've had together. What do I think he's going to do? I think he's going to start Steph and Clay, Wiggins, Draymond, and Looney. I think it's the wrong move. I think, I think Poole needs to start and close. 
but I do not anticipate that's what he's going to do. And I think he got a cop out today. I think Steve got a cop out today when they kicked the can down. Wasn't going to start. Yeah, look, exactly. Man, look, yep, man, we've exactly. all been we've all been there with a tough decision and an opportunity to not make said tough decision and push it down the road. And what do we all do? Push it down the road. You know, do we, do, do we think Steph can win six men of the year next year? I don't know. You see the way Jordan Clarkson's getting buckets I, I did, you know, I did it's, see. It's, yes, I did. Yes. I mean, Tyler Heroes, you know, it's, it's, uh, anyway. I think, no, um, Steph, I'm starting the campaign right now. Steph, six man of the year, 2022, 2023. Steph, okay, six man of the year. Let me ask you this politically, because I think Steve is going to make his decision based on politics. I agree. Uh, and I don't even mean yeah, that in a bad way. I, I don't mean that in a bad way, but I think his decision is going to be like, who can I, who can I sell this to without losing the team? You know? Or yeah, um, and losing or losing I, that guy. Yes. Look, look, he's yeah, exactly. He's not going to bench Steph when Steph's whenever Steph is ready. Maybe Steph. Maybe it's another game like this. To be honest, maybe it's one more. Just you know, it, the next game is Monday. It's one day off, and then they have two days off or three days off until the next game. It would make sense to go with the same thing, and then um, you know, use the extended break to like ramp stuff up to no minutes restriction. Um, yeah, I'm no, I think, I think the question uh, is, I honestly, I think, and I disagree with this line of thinking, but I think Steve is thinking, and the question is, who am I most likely to lose Wiggins or Jordan? I think that is what he's thinking. And I think he has, he has, will come to the conclusion that if I can promise Jordan is going to play 30, whatever minutes, and he's going to close. If he doesn't start, I think I can get him to buy into that. Wiggins, I think Steve thinks he might lose Wiggins if he like adjusts him do, or do him you, at all. Do you think there's any chance they go just small off the bat? I think they should. I think Tradition. they should go small off the bat. But I think that Steve is going to use the fact that it's going against Jokic to do what he wants to do anyway to do what his tendency is. Steve wants to play bigger than he should. And so, no, I don't. Well, it's it's not even that. Let's, let's, let's clarify this. It's he's afraid if they go small too early, don't run out of gas. That's always, that's always been, I'm not saying it's, I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but the fear is if you go too aggressive with that off the bat, you're going to hit the fourth quarter. Everyone's tanks on empty. Draymond will be, you know, asking for oxygen, that sort of thing. So he likes to, he likes to pace a game. And when it doesn't go well, it's like, bro, you waited too long to go. Right. Well, also he wants to be able to go to that in the next series and the next series. And I think he's afraid of, of wearing out Draymond with, you know, 28 minutes against Jokic in round one. If I want to be able to go to that later. But I, I, yeah, I, I think, I think you ha- I think the Warriors should and have to lean into what they are, right? In the front office, it's a different conversation. But the front office, if it was in ownership, because if they were looking forward to the next year and the next year and the next year, didn't do anything to bolster the front line. So there aren't any centers on this team. Uh, <laughs> Poto, you know the the like guess the uh, the NBA player. Thing. 
decided that Kavon Looney yesterday, who he was the answer, was a center, or excuse me, was a forward. So the Warriors don't have any actual centers on the roster. So I think if you have decided that the that this is who you are, I think they the Warriors should probably just lean into it. And I know that is against Steve's nature, but I think he has to to get this team to whatever place they can get to, whatever heights the Warriors can get to. I think it is leaning into small ball. I think the ideal scenario would be Clay going off the bench and being like, I'm going to sacrifice and be Manu Ginobili good, here. But good, good luck. Yeah. I mean, if we're talking pie in the sky, I might as well go the highest pie, you know? So, um, all right, let's get back. All right, we're going to go to Geo then. My guy, Geo. Geo's, Geo's a 10 for 10. Yeah, so I'll talk about Clay. Like, Clay looked good today. <laughs> Yeah, you're you're really close to your phone, so step a little farther back. All right, yeah. How's it click off in this like in this game? Uh, that's my question. I didn't even hear Ryan? your question. Well, sorry, say it again. How's it click off in this game? Gio, I appreciate you, my man. Clay. Thoughts on Clay? Okay. Now we've so we we've gone to the technical difficulty portion of the show. So, uh, but I did get that. Gee, I appreciate it. thoughts on Clay's game. Um, I thought Clay was generally solid. Like he's he's going to shoot the ball when he's open. He's just always going to do that. He goes shoot the ball actually, when he ain't open too. That's true. I actually think he's a reason that Poole needs to play more because. The more players you have handling around it, the more pool or sorry, <laughs> the more Clay's gonna get the ball in advantageous positions because he's gonna shoot it whether he's open or not. So you might as well get guys setting him up in the correct way. Yeah, I, I, I think I think one of the biggest developments of the Warriors season has been the last two weeks or so, two, three weeks, that Clay has looked like Clay. And they're not always going in, the shots are not always going in. But Clay has seemed like he has felt more comfortable. And part of this, I think, is the the development of Jordan Poole, where Clay doesn't feel like he has to force it so much. But Clay has looked more comfortable being the dude that doesn't have to dribble that much, the dude that's not trying to get into the lane and fade and throw up all that stuff that ain't gonna work. So I think the like synergy between Clay and Jordan Poole has been one of the biggest developments for the Warriors season in the last handful of weeks and Clay without having to dribble so much without having to do all that stuff try to get in the lane and fading and falling out of bounds Clay looks more like Clay and all of his stuff around the arc has looked more comfortable so yeah I I think that has been kind of an yeah let's ask that what do you think of his defense today it was okay it wasn't it wasn't Clay from two or three years ago. Yeah, it's, it's not Clay on an island against right. uh, Kyrie 30 feet from the rim. That's true. Right. But to be fair, there are more options for people that can do that now. You can, you can, Wiggins can take a spell on whomever, like a primary creator. GP2 obviously can. Um, so there's more options other than just like, we don't want Steph to do this. So it's going to be, it's going to be clay. It wasn't he like, he's, he's not there yet. Will he get back there? Let's hope, but he's not there yet. 
but I think the signs of him physically are encouraging. But no, he's not he's not the defender he was yet. Yeah, I, I think he's gotten better defensively though. And like to me, that's I, I'm just look, this this isn't like a game one topic. I'm just curious how much he can get back given the injuries he had. You know? I think I think like, that's I, probably I a next year. I don't know the answer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I I don't know the answer to it. Like I don't I also don't have a take on the matter. It's just like I it's I'm genuinely curious what a guy like him <clears throat> can do to get their body back defensively because like it, it, ultimately he's like fighting science yes. age. But the possibly. but I think the other interesting part of it is like Draymond said it flippantly right into trying to like just mess with him but to say when he came back he's a 4 in this NBA like I think there's something to that. Right, the NBA in the few, even in a few years since Clay has been that dude, I, I I think there's something to that. Is he like a full time four now? No, probably not. But the NBA has changed even in the, you know, two years that Clay was. He's a, he's was a wing. Off. He's a wing, and there's no such thing as a four. Four is just a wing. Yeah, four is just right. a wing who right. can grab. Re- You're right. Yeah. Four is just You're a wing right. who can grab right. rebounds. Right. You know, Correct. like yes. The ideal four is like LeBron or KD, but like, you know, it, in general, it's just like, which one of your wings is scrappiest and going to be the most physical presence? Who's going to fight on the so. glass the best? Yes. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I will say Clay's, Clay's better rebounding than he gets credit. Like, he, he's definitely not afraid of contact. That's he's not better, a. He's better than Wiggins. Yeah, Wiggs, Wiggs had the night tonight, so we're not we're not going down that rabbit hole. Um, we're gonna get to a couple more people and call it a night. We gotta get to Shick, my oh, man. What's up, guys? How you doing? Shout out to Chio. Shout out to Chio's avatar. Uh, obviously, yeah, caller, <laughs> caller, caller of the night might send you a free T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, no, you got to do it for my man. Look good today. That's pretty cool. I, I, d- I did like the. Uh, <laughs> I did like the uh, what was it? Was it a tan or no? It was it was kind of a it was pink. red. Yeah, it was it was pink, red. red. It was pretty hot. Little, little peach, peach. Uh, oh, the fit. Peach, yeah, the fit. Yeah, the peach sweat combo. You know, I mean, look. Be honest it. with yourself. Could you pull it off? I don't know if I could. Yeah, I probably could, but that's because I'm uh, <laughs> fashionable. <laughs> Anyways, uh, my my, uh, I just call it in to say. I mean, um, I don't think it really matters if pool starts or finish. I mean, it matters if he finishes, but. Starting in particular in this series doesn't matter as much because the goal is clearly, as you saw towards the end of the second, the first half in the latter stages of the game, is to run Jokic off the court, run Denver off the court because they, they just can't keep up with our pace. Um, early on, it doesn't matter as much, I think, because we just need to trade shots for a little bit, um, let Loon eat some fouls, uh, tire out Jokic a little bit. And then when you really want to get things going, when it matters is when we and start full and play and stuff and Wiggins and Draymond run off the court. Um, maybe going forward, I mean, like in the future, yeah, obviously the starting caliber player he looks like a starter right now, but I don't think it matters as much, especially as young as he is. He'll, he'll get his chance eventually. Yeah, I mean, so just a just by the way, good call, Shik, but to clarify the point, uh, Aaron, I want to make this clear. The reason the starting conversation matters is twofold. One, it's hard to get a bench player a bunch of minutes. The reason your best players start is because you want to get them the most minutes. It's hard to get a bench player 35 minutes. Uh, the second reason is egos matter, right? Like, yep. are yeah. you going to yep. lose? Are you going to lose a guy if he comes off the bench? 
Are you going to annoy him? Is he going to want to not resign? That sort of stuff. So that those are the reasons it matters. But like on, on like the basketball sense, like, no, it doesn't matter who starts. Like, yes. I, I think that, yes, I think you, you nailed it. And the reason why I am saying, I think it matters that Jordan starts and definitely finishes, but starts is because I think it matters to him. I think that's that's what matters. It doesn't actually matter who starts. If you play whatever minutes you play, sometimes if you start, you play against the starters. If you're not a starter, maybe you play some of those minutes against guys that are not as capable from the other team. But I, I think it matters. The reason why I say I would start Jordan is because I think it matters to him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, we're going to end it here. I appreciate everyone who called in. We will be back. Aaron, appreciate you as always, brother. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.